It's the lowdown on Sports 1440. That song in 1978. Oh, my God. Were people ever loving it? And then a few years later, when everybody who danced to it decided the disco sucked, people forgot that the Rolling Stones did a disco song. Not me. Kiss did a disco song. Rod Stewart did disco songs every day and twice on Sunday. One day, I'm just going to list off all the songs and all the artists who did disco songs. Because you can't say it sucked if you went and danced in the clubs to it. And you can't say it sucked if you actually reduced, released songs that were. So, off the hook are Led Zeppelin, Conway Twitty, and Moog music. That's it. Jack O'Lanterns. Never deny what you were or what you are. You kids out there. The lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. Hurry in for GMC's Joy to the Ride event. No payments for 90 days on every new in stock 2023 GMC and Buick. Ask for details, plus get up to $4,000 in Christmas cash. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. My Christmas shopping is not quite done. How about you, Declan? Yeah, I got a couple things I need to uh, knock off the old list there before I uh, can officially call myself done. We made an agreement, no presents, so that's one one. You and I did, yes. Yeah, so I, that's one I don't have to worry yeah. about, but I still got to get yeah. a couple things for the old family, the girlfriend, <laughs> you know. You said the, get it done the, this week. We did you say all. old family and girlfriend or family or old girlfriend? I don't think I said old at all. Okay. Did I? I don't know. I don't think so. I was. Uh, my mind was elsewhere. But listen, we work at a mall. I got all the time in the world. You know, the Lego store is just I over can, there. Yeah, I'm saying. I can dip out while you're on with Gregor and I'll be fine. Yeah. I got all. I got plenty of time. Did, did, I was thinking of getting you some Duplo box. Do they still make Duplo box? I don't, I don't know. What that, I've never heard that combination of words in my life. So Duplo blocks. Is that like a Lego ripoff? Ripoff? <laughs> Lego adjacent, maybe? You, sir... Let me Clearly, just make sure I'm not know. lying because it probably doesn't exist that I dreamed that I invented it. No, Duplo, Lego Duplo, apparently it's part of Lego. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, oh, it's, I think it's, it's, it looks bigger. Might be for younger kids. Probably for you. So you don't choke on it, right? That'd be perfect for me. I could use that. <laughs> this is in regard to Rachel Dory. She's so correct. Spitting fire from C.J. Edmonton says wrong about Kane. Afterwards, but having said that, she was she she does this. That's why we have her on. I want you to listen to her, and and like listen to what she says. You know, a lot of people when they don't like somebody, they create uh, um, storylines around that person to make their their viewpoints or themselves seem less less credible. Listen to what she says. You know, she she's very smart and she can look at the numbers and she has access to information. And she has a model that tells you where, you know, where you're going. This is valuable information that she's providing to us. And I'm thrilled that she's agreed to come on every Monday and have to put up with Declan, which is a whole thing that I don't like to talk about, but a lot of her guests end up not being guests because of Declan. She seemed very happy to talk to me when I called. Well, she answered on the she, first ring, hey, Declan. It, she's you know, nice, you know. Yeah, I'm saying, I might be like the driving force here. Like I if, don't think that's true. If, I think If you were the one calling, they might be hanging up. No, they'd say, <laughs> they'd say, who? What now? Please get off the phone. I'm expecting a call. Willie's 90th birthday special was awesome. 
I'm assuming this is Willie Nelson. I love Willie Nelson. I remember when I was a kid, I was like 14 or so. I bought an album uh, called Redheaded Stranger by Willie Nelson. It had uh, a song I liked that I'd heard on Casey Kasem's American Top 40 called uh, Blue Eyes Are Crying in the Rain. And so I bought the album, I put it in my room, and slowly but surely the album made its way from my record collection to my parents' record collection. They both loved that album by Willie Nelson. Fogel was signed by the Canes for a guy, traded for a guy that currently isn't in the league. Orders were screwed by Wierenski's signing. Had to sign Nurse at that number or something close or lose him from Adam. Well, the, the Oilers, I mean, they could have traded him. But the the big crime for the Oilers was they kicked the RFA problem down the road twice. They've done it already once with Evan Bouchard. And it's inefficient. Have you ever watched Star Trek with Seven of Nine? She talks about inefficient. I wish the Oilers had the Borg attitude about inefficiency. Because it costs you. It's like, you know... I remember when I was a kid, my dad would buy stuff in bulk. And by bulk, I mean 600 cans of tomato soup. And I never understood why the hell he would do that. Because when he died, there was tomato soup in the basement. But when it comes to NHL contracts and signing guys during their RFA years and making the contract go long if you want it, there's wisdom in going long now. You don't go along with everybody. The Oilers have way too many long contracts. Way too many. If the Oilers had long contracts on McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Bouchard, and short contracts on everybody else, I think they'd be in better spot right now and they'd have more money. They'd be able to have 23 men on the roster. Perplexed Oiler fan. That was a terrible take. Kulak wasn't overpaid. Uh, third pairing. CC wasn't a bad overpay. A mm, little bit. Kane wasn't a bad signing at all. Well, he's been hurt. You sign veterans to that kind of money, and they don't stay healthy, then that's inefficient. He's hurt, and Drysdale hasn't been himself five-on-five five all year. Well, the, the, anybody with Connor Brown on their line hasn't been themselves. Fogel was overpaid. Nurse was overpaid, but worth it. Well, but we weren't talking about, you know, she didn't say Nurse was overpaid by $7 million. She said by 2 and a half or something. She's being very fair. Campbell was wrong. That's it. Team needs Dreisaitl back to playing well. We'd be fine. Well, they're 10-5-0 in the last 10, so let's review. But what I'm saying is I, the original conversation began like this. I have to take a drink of water. I apologize. Can you, can you sing or something? You need me to hop on here and... Uh... Save the show for a little bit. Is yeah, that water going it. down yet? Yeah, it's really good. Okay. I got to say the... the um, I can go off the mic? The radio station here, Stingray Media, I, I don't talk about them very much, but they're first class all the way. And I've, I knew Susan from a long time ago, and I know that they are. But it, working in this building, you the coffee, I don't have the coffee, but I know you do. The facilities are top drawer. Everybody here is kind and sweet. I really love working here. Genuinely. I, I I think they're really great people. 
Christmas bonus came in early, hey? No. Okay. No, I did. I did. I did get my evaluation, and I gave my evaluation back, and it was it was very brief, except for Good. the portion on you. Yeah, that no, took I would a imagine while. that takes a takes a second or two. Yeah. Now, if you're looking at contracts, because what Rachel said, and she's right, it's just it's a little bit everywhere. She said didn't like the Hyman contract, but he has he's fulfilled it. Now he's still got a bunch of years left. Maybe that changes, but that's fair. You can't. You have to be brutal on long term contracts. So Kane's got two more years after the one. This one at five point one two five. If he played eighty two games, maybe we could have a different conversation. But you know, when he's healthy and playing well, yeah. But he's not healthy. He's you know he's 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 past thirty. Nuge, I, I think the contract's been fine, but it's a long one. At some point in time, that one will turn too. I really like Darnell Nurse, but it is an overpay brought about by the negotiation of the team. I think Ekholm is dynamite, but when he was hurt, it was not a value contract. I don't think that's that's unfair. I think that's reality. You, just because somebody says something is not a, a great contract doesn't mean they're saying, I hate that guy. The price only goes up when you wait on guys like Bouchard. Amen, Walter. Al, to make things easier going forward, do you want to just open up the show every day explaining the reason behind Darnell Nurse's contract? Then maybe people will understand it. And we can move on to a new line of conversation from Honest Ed. I actually have cut back on the number of times I explain it. Because I think people know it, but they just refuse to acknowledge it. If McDavid gets hurt, is that a bad contract? How can we say Kane's contract is bad when he was in a freak accident? I'm, what I'm saying to you is guys who are 30 years old get hurt more often than guys that are 23. Unless they're injury prone, like Mark Pouliot and maybe Dylan Holloway. They went short on Nurse for years. How'd that turn out? Amen. Did I just hear... Rachel say our defensemen are overpaid. Vinny and CC overpaid. Let remind you, CC plays first pair of minutes at three point two five. Give me a break. Well, he plays first pair of minutes, but they're probably looking for an upgrade. They should be looking for an upgrade right now. The top pairing, based on what I'm seeing, is Ekholm Bouchard, and one of the reasons that the other pairing is a second pairing is CC. Do you want to win a Stanley Cup? Do you think you can win a Stanley Cup with Cody Ceci as the top-bearing right defenseman? I think Ken Holland got here and found out it was harder to sign people. And I think he discovered that he had to pay them a little more, as did Peter Shirelli, to come here. You know, and, you know, in fairness to Steve Tamalini, they wouldn't come here no matter what. You know, Nikita Nikitin was signed by Craig McTavish, but it took away all the money that was going to go to Jeff Petrie. Andrew Ferentz came here, but it was a sweet deal for a guy. I mean, I saw Andrew Ferentz play his whole career, but when he was in Boston, he was real good when he was playing with Chara, and he was aging. The Oilers in that era got guys who were way past 30 for the kind of money that Kane is getting. Now they get Kane, who was a real good player, but 30 and that's a concern or a point of concern. I don't think we're differing here. I think we're just, we're parsing words. 
I think we all agree with the idea there's more risk to signing a 30-year-old than there is to re-signing Evan Bouchard after his next contract. I'm sorry, after his current contract has ended. Is there a song called Bang Your Head out there? There must be. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but it, it has to exist. Well, That seems like it'd be a big metal song. Well, I'm just saying, if there is one, we should play it. Every time we talk about Darnell Nurse's contract. Placed on waivers today, uh, Jacob Bryson, Ryan Shea, and Lucas Johansson. Uh, who are three guys who have never been in my living room. <laughs> Do you like Cheers? You ever seen Cheers? Know what Cheers is? Yeah, yeah. Norm. So good. Did Did you see Norm when he was Where on Jeopardy? Everybody knows your name. He was on Jeopardy? Oh, you got to see the scene. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out. Oh, my God, it was so funny. One of the funniest episodes in history. Bang Your Head by Quiet Riot. There you go. I got it. It's loaded up here. It's going to It's gonna intro Jason. Giddy up. Gregor is next. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. <laughs> Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. <laughs> Did he say he has a mouth like an alligator? And was that a benefit or a feature? I words in lyrics uh, have changed over the years. This is the lowdown, driven by Wolf GMC Buick. We're delighted that you're joining us today. Not to be air checking you. This is from Honest Ed. Not to be air checking you, but it was Cliff Clavin on Jeopardy. Ha ha! You're right. Yeah, yeah. You know, Norm. Uh, man, he ended up doing the guy John Ratzenberger. Was that it? He ended up doing, I think, Boston pizza commercials in this market forever. Is so good. So funny. That that episode, I'll never forget it as long as I live. Be that as it may. <laughs> oh, man. The boys covered your show flawlessly on Friday. You don't have to worry quite yet. They won't be taking over next year, but maybe one day. Oh, I think there's no doubt about that. Time waits for no one. It was Cliff on Jeopardy. I, I made a mistake. I don't know why I said Norm. I've seen that episode a thousand times. We're just ahead of Jason Greger. Uh, that is the dulcet tones of uh, Declan Kruger talking to Jason, setting up the interview, getting ready to go. That's what professionals do. They don't ordinarily do it in the same room, but that's okay. We're all good with that. Joined now by our friend Jason Greger. He'll be on the radio at 2 o'clock today. Uh, DJ Smith out in Ottawa. Jacques Martin in as head coach. No real surprise there, right? It was just a matter of time. Not a surprise, although the timing's off. I can't recall the last time you make a coach run practice, do his media availability, and then fire him. That seems uh, a tad odd to me. Are, are you telling me that they didn't know this first thing in the morning? Right? Like, could they, uh, could they not get there? Uh, in time, I don't know. So, um, you know, it's interesting now that uh, as I when I when I saw that come down, I'm like, okay, Jacques Martin. Like, does this kind of not remind you a little bit of when the orders brought in Ken Hitchcock? Yes, uh, you know, yes. a little bit. And I'm like, I don't know, man. You know, now very different coaches, but um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the Senators here they are. They're this. If, if you probably had to list most disappointing teams in the NHL this year on realistic expectations, I think they'd be number one on the list, right? Uh, I don't know. Buffalo would be up there. I think Pittsburgh would be up there for sure. And so 
You know, I you know, disappointed in Ottawa. I didn't have them as a playoff team out because I didn't think they could play defense. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure they have enough good players, uh, defensemen anyway, to play defense, but they still should be better. Uh, DJ Smith, they really showed no improvement defensively at all uh, under his tenure. They've got a lot of good players up front, but, uh, you know, this, this was a move that I, I think was inevitable. I just, the timing was a little off to me that, you know, why he wasn't uh, relieved of his duties. Like, you, you just wasted another practice, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it, it's, I, I don't know, like, for me, Ottawa's Groundhog Day, where every year people talk about their great forwards, and every year they let in a ton of goals, and the goalie sucks. Like, I, I, I don't know if there's a goalie out there that can save them, but it might be an idea to try. Well, but look at Cam Talbot's numbers in L.A. compared to Ottawa, right? I think system means a lot. Like, look at Corpus Allo's numbers in L.A. last year, now he goes to Ottawa. Is he magically that bad of a goalie, or is he just facing shots that – you're not expecting like like Vasilevsky can have the night that we saw against Edmonton last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Like that can happen from elite goalies, but it doesn't happen every night, right? So um, I, I think it's a combination that I think they've had okay goalies there, but you know what? You, you look at the guys who have left Ottawa and have had success elsewhere, and it's not because of the goalie coach to me. It's all because of the system. You just look at like from one year to the next, nothing changes that much in three months. That. Corpusello and Talbot are like two ships passing in the night, and it's like they they had when they high five each other. All of Corpusello's skill went to Talbot. I don't think so. The two weekend games against the Florida teams. Any concern about the Oilers' structure defensively? It seemed to come apart a little bit. Uh, well, the Tampa game. You know what, man, Vasilevsky that stones them in that game. That probably like it should have been a blowout. So I actually liked Edmonton's game for for that. Like. Maybe a little bit. Uh, Florida, you know, again, you look at Bobrovsky's save, like that one save off of Nugent Hopkins early. Uh, he had three really big saves in the third period. That was probably the first game, Al, in 10 games where I think the orders got outplayed. And, you know, so if it's one out of 10, you'll take it. Now the key is they go into Long Island. The Islanders, in their last 10 games, Al, it's a shooting gallery for their goaltenders, right? Uh, they're, they're giving up an average of 36 shots per game. And uh, they're actually like they're not this defensive juggernaut. Uh, they don't have Ryan Pollock in. Uh, Adam Pellick might play tomorrow. We'll see. But I, I'm not that concerned yet. It was one game. Like I just didn't think Edmonton is going to dominate every game and be perfectly sound defensively every night. I thought Florida was the first game really in ten where you could say, "Wow, they weren't. They were not the better team on the ice." Yeah, I think that's fair. Any thoughts on the Oilers? You know. The, the second line, the, the Leon line, was struggling. Uh, they tweak a little bit and they move Nuge to that line. Uh, breaking up the top trio hurts a little bit, but if you get if you get Drysaddle and Nuge scoring outscoring at fifty percent or more, that's a good thing, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think the top line will be fine. Kane, Hyman, and and uh, McDavid, and then you have uh, it was Fogel with uh, Nuge and like to me, it's like you're moving Brown down. That, that's a win, right? He's like he's doing less than nothing offensively right now. So, um, you know, you play Fogel there. I, I think they'll be fine. Um, you know, I never really worry too much about offense, Al. I think it's more about, you know, what is this team giving up? And uh, if they're not giving up, like obviously you want your second line to produce more than they have. But, you know, it's – and, you know, I never buy sunlight or anything. But Leon in December, Al, outside of one year, there's always been a dip in his play in December. I don't, I don't understand it, but it's now like four years where it's happened. So – um, you know, it's happening again here. So I guess the good news is, is it's, uh, you, you're past the halfway point of it, so you're almost out of it. The, the, the other thing that, and I'm, I'm, 
I'm even hesitant to bring it up because I, I, I know the quality of lines they're playing against, but Hamblin, Ryan, Gagne, uh, their goals against per 60 at 5-on-5. Five five. Hamblin is 1.67, 1.8 for Ryan, Gagne 2.27. I'm not suggesting in any way they're going to surpass the, the third line, but they don't give up a lot. Well, that's what you want, and, and they've scored, right? Like they've scored a lot. Now, Derek Ryan, um, I'm not sure he'll play tomorrow. He might, uh, you know, he's a little bit banged up, so we'll see on that trip. So you might see Adam Ernie slot in just because Ryan, you saw him last game, he got rocked a few times. So uh, you know, I, I think we'll, we'll find out tomorrow. But I, I do think he's he's a game time decision right now. Anyway, at least last time I talked to someone. So you know, we'll see where it's at with him. But you know, it's been a good line now, no question. But I, you're, you're astute in pointing out. Quality of competition matters a lot, right? And um, just like it does for defense pairings, if if you're seeing the other team's top guys, geez, look at the guys. This guy's on for more goals against. I'm like, oh yeah, because he's seeing. If you're playing Connor McDavid or you're playing James Hamlin, who do you think has a better chance of scoring against you? <laughs> I think we all know the answer. So it's very important, I think, to put that. Like the line is giving you everything they want. I think it's been great, but you know, I, I still don't think that that's a line that's going to be together. Um, after the trade deadline. So, I, I mean, I don't know how to put these in there. The the, the goaltending we've talked about, still a little bit of a, a discussion point about the right defenseman. But is another forward another need that they have? Do they have three needs at the deadline, or is that just a bridge too far to have three things you need to do? No, I, I don't think so. I, like, I, I, you know, it's hard to do all of them, but you might have to. I, I think ideally they'd like a right shot fourth line center with some size and experience. I, I think that's what they'd like for sure. Uh, and if not, then then Hamlin can play there because he's a smart player. And he's actually, for a rookie, I was pretty good in face-offs. He's yep. 49%, yep. right, which is, is quite good for a rookie. Most rookies get their lunch hand uh, stolen from him in the face-off dot. So he's actually done very well in face-offs. So I think if you had two bigger wingers with him, then it's not as much of an issue, right? He's competitive. I don't have any, I don't have any qualms about that. So... Yeah, I think idea like getting Dylan Holloway back if he stays healthy will be like adding a forward here, right? He's been out for quite a while. Um, you know, I always said I don't expect him back until uh, until January. Realistically, like maybe he gets in, you know, that Anaheim game. Maybe we'll see, but he's got to get some practice time in before with the team um, before he's going to play. So he's obviously not playing before Christmas. But you know, I, I think he helps. They definitely uh, could use a, a centerman for sure. Um, you know what? Would you want an upgrade on your first pair right defense? Yes. But, um, you know, that's hard to get, right? Now, Cody Ceci has some value. That's that's the one advantage. Like, Cody Ceci, just because he's not a top pair defensive, doesn't mean that he's Swiss cheese. You know what? He could be a second pair D-man and look a, probably a lot better than being as a first pair guy because, you know, you're asking him to, to maybe play more than, than what he is, right? I, I don't know if, if he's a long-term consistent top pair defender. But I, I, I definitely think he's a number four. I don't have any doubt in my mind that he's a solid number four. And, you know, on some teams, Al, like on bottom feeder teams, he's a top pair guy all day long. But, um, you know, where the orders want to go, it's probably you, you'd like an upgrade there. But I looked uh, about, uh, you know, available players. Now, the advantage is at this time last year, no one thought Matias Ekholm would be available, right? Yeah. No one thought that. Yeah. Change. And, and that's why, you know, with the goaltender situation, they, they, I say they got 50 days out because they play 17 games in 50 days, which is a very light schedule. Uh, we know that Pickard's going to play uh, one of the games on Thursday, Friday, then another one afterwards. So 
know, he's probably going to end up playing four or five of those games. So you're not, oh, you're not taxing Skinner by any stretch. And I, I crunched the numbers. They're up at uh, my article today at OrdersNation.com about, like, how many games you would need from Skinner after February 1st, right? And, and that, because they have 37 of those games, you know, you probably have Skinner play 21 of them. So you're going to need a goalie that can play 16 games, right? Because they have eight sets of back-to-back from, uh, from February 9th and on. So, you know, you're going to need somebody you rely on. And uh, I, I understand, like, I, I love a good story, Al. But I'm a, I know Calvin Pickard has a good game. It's funny. Calvin Pickard has one good game. Stuart Skinner has one bad game. And I was like, play, play him way more. And I'm like, guys, let's look at the bigger picture here. Calvin Pickard has been in the American League basically for seven years. Right, um, I, there's always outliers. Maybe he'll surprise us, but I'm, I can't hold my breath and say that's the guy that I'm going to run a tandem with down the stretch. I just can't do it. Just like like Jack Campbell, that ship has sailed for me. Like I'm sorry, yeah. Jack Campbell's not getting better in the American League. No, out of he had three games out of ten, three games out of ten that he's that he's been just above 900. The rest he's been below. Like I'm sorry, like that that ship has sailed. Now you want to talk trading him? That's another debacle. Because you're going to have to give up so much, Al, to, to just get a team to take them. So, you know what? That's they. You got to figure out. A, and hey, I'm not the GM. It's not my job. Now I look at other options, but I, I don't have the same scouting report on guys. As you have pro scouts. That's their job. So get out there and find some other goalie. You're going to have to. And or maybe you know try something different, Al. Like I don't know. Maybe play Olivier Rodrigue for ten games yes. out of twelve. And yes. Just see. But again. Do, if I'm the GM, do I want to go down the stretch with a rookie and a sophomore goalie? Mm, I'm, I'm just being honest. If I'm in the GM chair, Al, it's a lot. It's a real big ask for me. If I'm the GM to say, hey, I'm going to run in when Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in their prime, I'm going to go into the playoffs with a rookie and a sophomore goalie. I can understand why they wouldn't do it. But I'd still play Olivier Rodrigue more in the minors just because Jack Campbell's never helping my organization. Yeah, and I play Rodrigue in the minors, and if he plays well, give him one or two starts up here. I don't think that's going to be a problem. All right. Uh, wanted to ask you as well because the, the, the NFL, I think the NFL as a group was, I know I was, cheering for the Buffalo Bills against Dallas. I thought they had a hell of a game. But I want to ask you about two things. Number one, the Bills, they still have a lot of work to do, and it would be really disappointing if this team didn't make the playoffs. But the Cowboys, they beat the the daylights out of the Eagles, and then they are not good. They're not a good road team. How important is it for them to be able to pass the Eagles to finish first in the NFC East to have a chance here to go deep? Well, that, you, you pointed out the very important thing there. And, and not to rain on Buffalo's parade, because I know they're all pumped, but the Dallas Cowboys might be the worst road team in the NFL. It is, it is stunning to me how bad they are on the road. Like, it's, I know there was rain and everything there, but, oh, my goodness, they were never really in that game. It's crazy. So, um, you know, I still think now the Bills have a pretty tough skid, right? So that, that doesn't uh, – although, you know, if they're rolling the, – if if Miami only splits their next two and they have a tough sked as well, then that last game of the year, Buffalo could still finish first in the division because they own the tiebreaker uh, over Miami. So, you know, there's still lots to be played for in the NFL at the top uh, of the standings, which is great. Um, I still think the Bills get in. Like, you saw that stat they had on the broadcast yesterday, Alec, 13-2 in December and January. Like, they win games when it matters. So uh, they, they found their way. They had way too much talent to be a 500 team. Yes, 
right? Like way too much. So uh, I, I still, I, I, I still, I still think Dallas is a pretty good team. But my goodness, for whatever reason, like I don't know, they got to get a sports psychologist in that team because on the road they are terrible. And you can't, you're not getting anywhere, even in the playoffs, because you're going to have to play the road eventually. What's coming up on the show? Well, Al, we're going to talk about stress balls and the need for them in Edmonton and uh, why they'll be very important, because otherwise many of our listeners are going to lose their marbles. So uh, we'll talk about the need for, for stress balls. I'll break down why. Uh, also, a big weekend in the NFL. Some, some bad news for uh, soccer fans. They thought they were going to get a game in Edmonton, but uh, it's not coming to Edmonton now. We'll, we'll talk about that. And the uh, the NFL and fantasy football out. There's uh, there's lots on the line tonight for uh, some people in their fantasy. So I'll have a little fun with that. Beautiful. And month of giving. I got a great package from A1 Eating. Right on. Good stuff. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, Al. All right. I work with a bunch of stress balls. Declan, Connor Halley, Carius. Are you a stressful guy? Um. Oh yeah, I would say so. You you do you, you. But do you worry about what other people think about you? No, 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 no. That that I don't care about. I used to a lot when I was a kid. I used to have a huge fear of other people's opinions. But I grew out of that one pretty, pretty, pretty much completely. To be honest. So it doesn't matter what people think of you. No, I, I don't worry about things like that. I think mm. most stress is is internal, as it is for a lot of people. Sure, I agree with that. So you lot to put a lot of pressure on yourself. I understand because your sister's brilliant and that's, your brother's four and he's brilliant already. You might be joking, but that is 98% of it. Having to live in that shadow. It's tough. So like at Christmas, are, is it clear that you're the, like, you know, everybody gets a new car and you get a pumpkin? Yeah. 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 But like they at least, it's like a step up. I at least get like a pumpkin pie, you know? <laughs> so it's not too bad. I like those. You were raised by good people, although you don't credit them. No, I do. I do. Retract. Retract, sir. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On the way, it's Mama MMA with my friend Declan. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Oh, ABBA. So good. You know, that's it. ABBA's greatest hits would be a great stocking stuffer. That's a full present. That doesn't deserve to go in the stocking. It's just too good. Well, do you have a price point on a stocking stuffer item? Like, does um, it have to be an orange? Could it be something more? You know, I've never really thought about having a set price point, but I think, but I think throughout my like, I don't think I would ever spend more than like maybe thirty, because so much goes into the stocking as well. You know, like what? Uh, like wallet? little nick, like socks go in there. Um, like things you may need for like daily life like something you might use in the bathroom um candy nail clippers chocolate yeah like nail clippers could go in there i don't know Mm -hmm. if i've ever given those like little things around the house candles stuff like that you know like any candies at all or yeah oh yeah i said like ferrero rochers lynn chocolates Mm -hmm. uh, whatever it may be toblerone bars and orange yeah i guess if you're if you're into the bad candy you could put what do you mean bad there. candy? Yeah, I mean, that's not <laughs> good candy's not for everyone. If you like well, nibs. Ho- hold on here. Yeah. Hold on. What, 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 like you said Toblerone. Oh, Toblerone's great. Okay, to, what, what is Toblerone better at than nibs isn't? Being chocolate. Okay, I understand. I, I love chocolate, but I could have chocolate and nibs. Yeah, yeah, I know. Listen, teach their own. It doesn't well, have to be you. You you cast dispersions on nibs. Well, I would. There's I, there's so much candy I would have before I'd have nibs. Ooh. Yeah, Twizzlers as well. I'm not a big licorice guy. 
which I'm sure you've clocked. Something wrong here. The cheese is bad. The 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 the, the why don't, is why bad. don't you let me like what I like? My goodness, everyone on planet Earth is allowed to like what they like, except that. But you're you are so you are such an outlier. Yeah, you know. I know. I be I march to the beat of my own drum. I do things my own way. Well, maybe this is why your sister and the four-year-old are lapping the field. Yeah, well, that's well, there are a lot of reasons. That's maybe one of them. <laughs> also, text from B. You got to have the mandarin orange in the stocking every time. You have to. There you Christmas go. oranges. Custom. Okay, I'm cutting into your time. You go, sir. Mamma mia. Leon Edwards is still the best welterweight on the world. Hello. Mamma mia. What is Alex Pantoja made of? Mamma mia. Shavkat Rachmanov is next up. Mamma mia. Tony Ferguson needs to retire. And mamma mia, what did Josh Emmett do to Bryce Mitchell? How do you like that intro? I practiced it when I was walking back from the bathroom it was last segment. so well done. Yeah, it was I the liked first it. time I've, uh, I've really broke that. Well, Listen. you brought it in there and you got a little Italian going. Good. Mamma mia, I did the hand gestures. I know we're on radio, but for anyone who was listening and just wants a little mental picture there, I did it. No, UFC 296 this past weekend was, of course, headlined by Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington for the welterweight championship of the world. Now, I've, you know, I, I'll try and keep this brief, but Colby Covington, I think, is a guy who's gotten a lot of his shots. His first title shot, he's now 0-3 in undisputed title fights for background reference. His first title shot, I think, was earned. It was deserved. But the next two, he got there on the strength of his perceived ability to sell a fight this persona the shtick he put on his trash talking and we saw this past weekend that colby covington was a level below the elite of the division he went out there and dana white himself said this he looked old and he looked slow he got outpointed by leon edwards for four of the five rounds you know even if leon wanted to try and shrimp out scramble out of the bottom position in round five probably could have got outpointed for all five rounds colby covington just looked gun shy he looked trigger shy he couldn't implement his game plan this is a guy who lives and dies on cardio and pace he couldn't do that against Leon because Leon's timing was so good. It just deterred him. Like any time, like he was, I, I saw a tweet that said Colby was deterred by the speed of Leon. And I think that's so accurate. Leon moves in and out incredibly well. He touches you. He doesn't always hurt you, but he touches you. And he just make he throws you off your game plan. Colby wasn't really able to do what he wanted. He looked old. He looked slow. He looked like he didn't know what to do. He looked like he didn't really have a game plan, which is crazy because he's one of the guys who generally has the most consistent game plan in fights. He's going to wrestle you, put the pace on you. Couldn't do it against Leon Edwards. And Leon Edwards, man, I'm telling you, that guy, he he's special. Now, there are some... There's some big dogs coming up in the welterweight division. This guy, Shavkat Rachmanov, born in Uzbekistan, fights out of Kazakhstan. He fought in this card as well. This gentleman is 18-0 and with 18 finishes, meaning every single fighter he's ever faced, not only has he beaten them, but they have not made it to the final bell. This guy went out there and he what stopped. What is he, Mike Tyson? Well, he's 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 not really Mike Tyson. I wouldn't I I wouldn't say he is the heaviest hand, but this guy is an incredibly smart fighter. He plays to his opponent's weaknesses. The guy he was fighting was a karate guy by the name of Wonderboy Thompson who was a 56 and 0 kickboxer. Wonderboy Thompson. Is he a clinched great him up. Yeah, great nickname. He clinched him up against the fence. He got him to the mat and he knew once he was on the mat there was going to be a clear discrepancy in the grappling pedigree. Shavkat was able to implement that. He submitted Wonderboy Thompson. And the point I'm trying to get around to is that Shavkat Rachmanov is a guy who is next up. I mean, this guy, like I said, six straight finishes in the UFC, 18-0, 18 finishes in his career. He is going to be a hard out for anyone. But as it stands today, Leon Edwards, this guy is the best welterweight on planet Earth. We'll see what happens next year, this year, whatever it may be. But Leon Edwards proved it. He turned back Colby Covington. And if you're Colby Covington probably it for you you're 0 three in undisputed title shots now you're three and three in your last six the wins were against i mean you know robbie lawler washed jorge masvidal 
washed. Tyron Woodley, super washed. No disrespect to any of those guys, but that's just kind of the fact of the when matter. When you say washed, do you mean that they went to the washroom and washed their hands? I mean, they are well past their prime, and they were uh, shells of fighters they could have been. I got gotcha. you. Or would be. All right. And if you're Colby Covington, now you're on the wrong side of 30. You don't have a signature win. You're 0-3 in title fights, and the shtick is worn out. You, you, you got these past two title fights by being, you know, a MAGA guy and by being on pro-American, playing the WWE heel. That is worn off because your skill set is not good enough for you to have that shtick be your main contributing factor of getting you these fights. You have to be able to be able to at least back it up with what you do, and Colby Covington can't do that anymore. Or he wasn't able to do it against the elite competition. All right. Yeah, it was a great weekend, though. It was a great fight. I mean, again, like I hate getting on here and just running down everything, but. Well, you don't do that. You say words like washed and then it. Yeah, I have to figure it out. No, that's good. I mean, yeah, it was it was there was a flyweight title fight. Alex Pantoja is going to be very, very tough to beat. This guy is, you know, phenomenal grappler. He knows where to be at all times. He it was made a medal in the fifth round. He was taking some punishment by Brandon Royval, but was able to weather the storm, get the fight to the mat. Incredibly smart fighter at that top top level. Being having such a fight IQ is incredible. We got a text in here from Cat Dad. The best fight was in the crowd. For anyone who doesn't know, Sean Strickland, current middleweight champion of the world, he was watching the fights. He was having a good time. He just wanted to catch catch some action. Driscus Duplessis, the gentleman he's going to be fighting at UFC 297 in Toronto, he was also watching the fights. Nice little break in Vegas. He's sitting two rows behind Sean Strickland. Well, guess what? They start yapping at each other. You know what happens? <laughs> they come to blows in the crowd. They start fighting right there in the crowd over whatever was said. And Sean Strickland eventually got tossed. But, I mean, fuel to the fire for that. Fuel fuel to the fire? Did I, say, I think I said that right. For what their eventual title fight is going to be in yeah, I mean, check out the video if you haven't seen it because it was a uh, pretty cool. Tenacious D also, yeah, thank you, Sev. Tenacious D walked out with Wonder Boy. It was very cool to see them there and Jack Black doing his stretching and everything like that. It was uh, also Mamma Mia, great impression of the incomparable Bellator announcer, Moro Ranallo. I love Moro Ranallo. Also did a lot of work with Showtime Boxing. I'm very glad we got that reference dropped. So, yeah, it was great. Um, well done. I enjoyed this. Thank you. So I could go forever, baby. Well, we, now we have Mamma Mia. Yes. And we have... Declinations. Declinations. One pays the bills, one puts the presents under the tree. So I'm just, I, was just, I, I was noticing that Nicki Minaj has the number one album on Billboard. Oh, does she? Yeah. What album is it? I, I don't know. I, I went by it, but I, I like it, it debuted at number one on the album charts on Billboard, which is like phenomenal. And I think that we should have something... That and it could be sports, it could be like Taylor Swift and and Kelsey or whatever. But we should be at the cutting edge of any trends that involve anything with regard to something that we like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know Nicki Minaj had a number one album until I saw it, and it was debut. And now I'm excited because I like Nicki Minaj, um, like you would. It's called Pink Friday Two, apparently. Wow. Well, you know, to your point, something we like. Like, I kind of got that right here. You know what I mean? Like, this segment, that's kind of it for me. Biggest debut for a rap album by a woman in the last four years. Could we do a rap segment? Well, me and Connor introduced Rap Friday on Friday when you were gone. As I we heard, had well, talked okay. about. Okay, well, yeah. let's... let's. But can we get some of the Nicki Minaj Pink Friday on on this? Are we on this Friday? We uh we are on this okay. Friday. Yeah. All right. What are we doing? What are the holiday hours like? Should we tell people? 
Yeah, you go. Yeah, you should probably. It, it should come from you. So this time next week, we're not on. It's Christmas. And they were also off Boxing Day. No, we're on both days. And they're actually extending us to eight hours. So <laughs> tell your family goodbye. <laughs> Listen, Connor Halley just walked ch- in and confirmed. I'm the one guy who would prefer to work. So don't even <laughs> pretend. We're off next Monday and Tuesday. Then we're back Wednesday. And then I'm off Thursday, Friday. So for the Wednesday, and Connor Halley can confirm this as well, I believe we're doing a best of show. Oh, so I'm not on so that So you will not be on, but myself, Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas will will be rotating in and out and playing some audio from past okay. shows. And I then am I off Thursday, Friday? And then you, by your own, yes, by your own decision, are off Thursday, Friday. By my own decision. I like how you say that. You were not coerced in any way. No one made him, but we're taking advantage of the situation. Yes, we're very excited. So I'm off next week. You are. You're gone. And then you have New Year's Day off as well, so you get an extra long break. Oh, my God. You're going to forget how to do this whole thing. Well, I forgot years ago. I'm just faking it. Aren't you excited about Nicki Minaj? You know, Nicki Minaj is the queen of rap. What can I say? God, I just... That said, not my favorite. What do you and I agree on? Uh, you know, um, cheers. We both thought that was a good show. I'm sure if we ever got talking to Seinfeld, we would. I, we, we we agree on a lot of things, Oilers. But I think that's just because I learned from you. I would like to know a food you like that I also like. Before we go, clam chowder. Okay, there we are. Bing bang boom. All what right. about pizza? Everyone likes pizza. Apparently, Man, do you like Christmas. pizza? Yeah, I like pizza. What kind of pizza? If I had my way, well, I'll tell you what. If I go to like a fancy artisan pizza place, I'll get like a prosciutto arugula pizza with some shaved Parmesan, maybe some shaved fennel. But if I'm ordering something from, you know, one of the chain pizza joints, I'll get pepperoni, green pepper, black olives. Oh, we're close. I like ham, green pepper, and onions. Yeah, so okay, we're close. Do you like ham and pineapple? Uh, I like pineapple and I like ham and pineapple, but I would have pineapple with other things too. All right. I like pineapple. I know everybody goes crazy when you say pineapple on pizza, but I like it. Uh, you know what I really like on pizza? Uh, my wife used to make homemade pizza, and it was so good. And what I would do is I'd find the freshest tomato I could. And after it's done, not in in the oven, after it's done, you just slice off some tomato and you put it on the pizza. And I know it falls off, but I don't care. It's so good. So good. I cannot make homemade pizza myself. So I do not know that that joy. By the way, um, so I'm off all next week? Well, it certainly sounds like it. Wow. I might forget. Nibs and Twizzlers are bottom of the list of the candy world. What is going on? Has everybody lost their collective mind brain parts? That's not true. Please no rap. <laughs> Do you think that guy is just waiting for us to mention rap? I mean, if if this continues, we might have to do rap Thursday and rap Friday. It's the Friday rap, damn it, not rap Friday. From Coach uh, Sheldor. Is it the Friday rap? Is that what we're doing? It, it is, yeah. Okay. Was sorry to see Mitchell get slept. Somebody named Mitchell got put out? 
Bryce Mitchell was knocked out very viciously in the first round. He was out for quite a long time, and he actually started convulsing on the canvas. Oh, that's not good. It is not good. He's going to need to take a long, long time off. And he took the fight on short notice. He stepped up. Josh Emmett was supposed to fight this guy, Giga Chikadze. Giga pulled out with an How injury. How much did he make for almost? Uh, purses haven't been revealed, but if I had to, if I had to bet, based on Bryce Mitchell's scale and taking the fight on short notice, I, I would guess 150K. Okay. Declan is pro-Hawaiian. I know it. Absolutely. Love Hawaiian pizza. All right. Try Oreos dipped in sour cream. Mmm. Wow, that does, that does taste good. Ham, feta, fresh tomato. You're welcome. It sounds really good. I would go for that. It will be wrap all next week. Silicone Steve. People are losing their minds here. I'm gone all next week. Uh, for the third time. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, my are car you sad about rem- that? You don't have to be. Will my car remember to get here? I, I can pick you up if you want. No, I don't want you to pick me up. That would mean oh, you wow. know the neighborhood I'm in. No, I don't like that idea. Oh, here we go. It's time for the old guy to lead. Play the music. I know what you're doing. It's only a matter of time now. At some point next summer, I'll come in. They won't turn my mic on, but they'll give me a feed of my own voice. And I'll they'll be actually doing the show out of a different studio. Then pretty soon they won't bother. One day they won't turn the lights on and I'll know, but I'll still do the broadcast. Boy, it's all happening now. It's only a matter of time. Well, at least I can see it coming. If I remember, thanks so much for tuning into the lowdown. Jason Greger on the way next. I hope did Connor's Chargers win? No, no, I, I wasn't sure if you're ready for, for me to answer. They got killed on Thursday. Wow, night. there's a shock. All right. Enjoy your day.